Welcome to Second Win, the podcast where we uncover the stories, methods, and modalities of women and men who have found their purpose while walking this earth. Sometimes they found their second win by accident, sometimes by hardship, and sometimes by intent. There is always something to learn from others and really isn't finding our own purpose what we are all looking for. I know I am. And that's why I'm hosting this very podcast. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire. Thank you for listening and let's get to it. Welcome, Second Wind. I'm super excited to share this neat lady with you today. Her name is Stacy Birch. And you may recognize her from her fabulous Instagram personality. It's at Hot Flashes and Boarding Passes, which is how I found her because, wow, what a title. I'm like, ooh, that's kind of like everything <laughs> wrapped up into one. And there's way more to this woman than what you see on our Instagram reels of her being and doing in these tropical places. And Stacy's a mother of an autistic son right now. And she found her passion by allowing herself to have a serious timeout, is what she called it, because she was compassion fatigued. And I loved that. And her whole life has shifted in like amazing ways. And I just love her energy and her sort of disruptive attitude. I'm just not going to buy into what everybody says. I'm going to be a disruptor. <laughs> and it's fabulous. So welcome to the podcast, Stacy. Hi, Wendy. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for crazy lady me reaching out to you on Instagram. Hey there. <laughs> <laughs> Love what you're doing. I think, could there be a Instagram story Instagram gets way worse things disrupting our lives than a, a podcast invite trust me <laughs> oh that's probably true we're good <laughs> oh well i appreciate you and your time and and you'll understand why my friends at the end of this why the time thing is huge for her uh because of where she is now and what's going on as we speak in the house she's in however let's start with you stacy about that time that thing that just shifted your entire trajectory. I mean, you've done a bunch of stuff before that and we'll get to it, but there's a major league thing that happened. Can you share that with mm -hmm. us? I was like any other day, I went to work behind the bar. I'd been bartending for 30 plus years. And I remember standing behind the bar and my 50th birthday was quickly approaching. And we all think like, oh my God, 50, 50. And you just picture your life a certain way. And here I was handing Bob an extra side of ranch dressing and a napkin. <laughs> this is it, Stacy. This is where you, this is the pinnacle. This is like what you're doing with your life. You've got some smarts and some talent that go beyond here's a napkin and ranch dressing, sir. Can I get you a beer? Right. Right. So you thought that to yourself? What, what yeah, did you I do? looked what at him in disgust. It wasn't Bob's fault. I was just like, oh, God, really, lady? <laughs> this is what you're doing? And he's like, what did I do to you? I'm like, oh, God, no. Oh, was it wasn't your fault, Bob. So it just hit you? Like like something just came in your mind? Like, oh, my God. I'm in this polyester uniform that smells like children's sweatshops. And I'm handing... Yeah greasy food off with this side of ranch dressing and I'm like this is it this is what you do this is what you're bringing into the world right now so what'd you do I finished my shift it was 3 a.m and I went home and I was scrolling through like the internet 
Instagram. Were you just fired up? This like this. You just couldn't sleep because you were. You can break at home from a bar at two a.m. You can never sleep. You're exhausted. But just like when you work a nine to five, it's really hard to go to sleep. So part of the unwinding is like, ah, you drift off to some fancy exotic location on Instagram. So I think I was may have been drifting off. Like, okay, if you're nice to Bob every single day, maybe you can like go to Bali or do something that'll bring you some joy. So I remember just scrolling through, right. looking at different options and things to find some happiness for this little 50th of mine. And I saw an ad that said you can win a scholarship to a social media or a social media boot camp or a coding boot camp in Bali Ooh. so I could build websites. That sounds lovely. I couldn't even copy and paste. I didn't even know what the hell I was doing. So <laughs> I was like, well, out of the two, I think social media might be more my Speed. And I, we had to fill out a little thing. They said, write a letter about your life and, you know, send off a little application. I did. And I you sat did. there and told them all about Bob and the story of my oh life my before Bob. And I wrote a little summary of my life story and hit send. And I was like, okay, I hope you win this, sister. Wow. You just, like, what the hell? Did you think you would get it? I remember the next couple of days, like, wow, like, this would like change the game for me. Like just having that when you're a single parent and you work in a bar, there was no way I was going to go to school from eight to three and work till 3 a.m. I just didn't have that energy, <laughs> that time. It just didn't seem possible. So something like a six week boot camp seemed like, oh my God, maybe that could help change my life because I didn't have the ability to go back to school at that point. Right. Did you have to go to Bali? I remember looking. I didn't just apply at that point. Then I was like, okay, let me look at this school. Ooh, okay. Let me comment on the school. Oh, who owns the school? Oh, Tina owns the school. Oh, Oh, where's Tina's Instagram? You know, like you learn those like hunting down an ex-boyfriend skills like back in the day. I used those and I was like, oh, I love your lipstick, Tina. That's a pretty dress, Tina. Oh my God, you have a dog, Tina. I love dogs. Oh, you brought yourself into the perifs. I did. You just send out that application. You're going to win this lady. So then I went in there and befriended anyone associated with this school in Bali. So your name was not just some random name. They could kind of say, oh, I've heard of her for whatever reason. That was so smart. A lot of us, that's one of the things when we hear now, like, oh, manifest this and think about this and meditate on this and all the things you want to have happen. Okay. That's all great and good, but you actually have to do stuff to make it happen. I think that's where we get lost a lot of times is you're like, Oh, I put it out in the universe. (laughs) And then we sit and wait. Well, I put it out and believed in it. And then I took the action. I wasn't, I didn't just like, okay, (sighs) great. So, so what happened? I remember New Year's Eve, I had a new evil boss and he made me work open to close. So I worked from like 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. It was the most painful shift of my life. I was so angry and I finished. And I remember I got a phone call New Year's Day from Bali from a girl standing next to a little rice field saying I'd won. Well, how, how was there a lot of applicants? Like, was this a yeah, so many difficult all over the world? And because people had to like comment under like where they said that you won, like where you applied, you applied with a private letter and then everyone wrote like, I applied, I hope I win. People were like, I lost my house, my car and my mother. I was like, 
oh god i can't like compete compete against that but then i was like no don't compete against a sad story show them your potential because you're not going to win in the sad competition oh my gosh that's so smart that's amazing okay so you get this it was a phone call Mm-hmm. A little video or was it call. An email? No, it was a video, a video call on Instagram. She said, I have some questions ah. to ask you about your application. She goes, Can I Instagram you in like an hour? And I was like, Of course you can. Why not? And like, what kinds of questions did she ask you? Who didn't? She lied to me. She said she was going to ans- ask me questions. And then she um. was like, That's right, you won. And I was like, Ah, oh my <laughs> gosh, that's so cool. What did you do with that information once you won? Like, you're standing there. I'm assuming the restaurant was closed New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. I didn't work it. Yeah, that's the only day my husband let us. Yeah, my husband like didn't want us to close New Year's Day, and then he and I humped it one day by ourselves because he wanted to be open. And it, well, it was sucked open. so bad, and I'm like, let me in there. Thank God. Oh, yeah, ugh. yeah. I was like, do that again to me. I'm divorcing you. We're not doing that because <laughs> I know. I feel your pain with the doubles. And I also just yesterday was washing dishes in our restaurant. And and could I please get some extra mayo? Really? <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, that's your own. It's, it's a little different when you own it. Yeah. Yes. When you don't own it. It's a little different. And someone yeah. else is it's in It's a little charge. different. But yeah. But still, I'm 50, about to be 57. And I'm just kind of doing it. Do I really? But I love being with all the different age groups, but I digress. Let's go back to what do you do when you get off Instagram? What goes through your mind and what do you do? I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have like a chance. I have a chance to do something different. A chance. Someone's giving me a chance. That's, I've been, I'm given like an opportunity. Finally. Okay. Okay. So we're going to get back to that. Let's go back to what led you into even wanting this chance you have a very interesting background my friend um (laughs) and it starts like when you were a kid so share a little bit about stacy with us how did you grow up was it a very picket like white picket fence two and a half children one dog kind of thing (laughs) it's me and my sister and a dog in a really small town In Canada, right? Mm-hmm. I grew up in a small town in Canada. Yeah. I actually moved around a ton as a kid. Like, my mother, I guess, had some skeletons in her closet. So my childhood... So your mom was a single parent, too? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you guys just moved around. It turned... Oh, God, if my mom watches this, she's going to kill me, but who cares? So <laughs> my mom said my dad was my dad. My dad wasn't my dad. And I found out in my teen years, my dad wasn't my dad. And... They moved me around a lot. Interesting. Okay. And you got, you said you didn't really like high school. No. Me and boys. And why was that? I think I was looking for love. Like, I think I wasn't getting something at home when I went out and looked for it in wrong places. So it wasn't like a happy. Yeah. And I went, I used to get picked on. Like I had, I was so pigeon toed and I had these giant rabbit teeth. So people. People used to actually call me Look Castor the Beaver and like throw rocks at me. And I was like super pigeon toed. And then all of a sudden, one day I turned into Patty Pornstar. Like it was like an overnight thing. <laughs> like those looks. Just all of a sudden, one summer I went from like, 
rocks being thrown at me to boners. Like it just switched pretty quick. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. You said you became this voluptuous person out of nowhere. And that's how it happens, right? I can remember kids coming back to, to high school and be like, oh, how did that happen? Or the guy that was such a dweeb is now like a honk a honk. Like, how did that happen? I should have been nicer. That's what you say. <laughs> <laughs> right? So you you manage, do you, do you get through high school? How does that all, how do you make it through if you hate it? I wasn't such a small town. I think if I lived in a bigger town, I definitely would have like bounced. I would have found something. Considering where I lived was only three streets big, there was nowhere else to go. <laughs> it seemed a little daunting. So I went through the motion. The day after graduation, my dad drove me down and dropped me off at my old high school buddy that graduated a year earlier and was like, okay, best of luck, kiddo. I was like, okay. Wow. So what did you, so now what? Now what? Most of us, we get out of high school and it's like, oh, what can we do fun for the summer? And then we go to college or we have a job waiting for us or something. None of, what, what yeah, was, none of that was in my, right. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I wanted to work at the mall so I could get discounts on pretty clothes. Smart. Nothing wrong with that. So is that what you did? If you don't have any money, you don't even need the discount is what I learned. Like a discount doesn't help you if you can't afford. <laughs> but coming to those store girls were glamorous. I was like, oh, I'm going to work in clothing stores. And I remember I did that for a brief minute. And I was like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And then I got a job in a restaurant. And I was like, oh, this is fun. We're doing shots while we work. This is a good time. Just cute boys. Right. And you probably realized and you were also pretty and cute and voluptuous, as you said. And that it, that's a pretty good ingredients, pretty good ingredients for you to make some good money. Like cash can carry. Oh, right? where my first was job, I had still had my braces and the guy, the okay. restaurant, until my braces come off, I wasn't allowed to be a cocktail waitress until I was pretty enough. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. This is a long time ago. There was no labor board. This is like a long, this is how restaurants worked in the 80s. <laughs> well, and you know, it's still, and I hate to say it, but. There are, I mean, it's still kind of an under, you can see that if you compare who's getting what in tips. Oh, and you how successful. though, and the man, first thing the manager will say is, what did she look like? No one says what were her qualifications. You say someone just came and dropped off a resume. The first thing out of everyone's mouth is, what did they look like? The younger men, right? Mm -hmm. we, yeah. we don't do that at our restaurant. Because oh, I'm like, I think the older, the older, the better. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that still happens. So you started a restaurant. So where does the sun come in? And how does that affect your life? Well, of course, when you're a small town girl looking for love, making all the wrong choices and doing shots at work, you wind up pregnant pretty damn quick. Yeah. Smarts. yeah. Smarts were my forte when I was younger. It wasn't like I'd. And yeah. you found yourself pregnant. Was this welcomed? Were you, was your I family was helpful? No, 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 no. They weren't helpful. So no support. They weren't helpful when I wasn't pregnant. They sure as hell weren't embracing me running out and getting knocked out. They were not impressed at all. So were you really on your own? How old were you 
when you're like really on your own and and I don't know, was the dad supportive? My son's father was, I had horrible taste in men. It was a bad relationship, bad situation. Just wasn't, nothing about that was good. Okay. Yeah. So you were really on your own. Mm -hmm. So how did you make it work? Because you're still working. I Both my daughter-in-laws are working in the restaurants right now and they're pregnant and it, it's not easy. No. So how did you had and but we had they have support like I can help out you know their their husbands well my son should be a husband I don't know I'm a very resilient little sucker I don't know my sister can just, just made like, it work I'm a cat she goes you have nine lives you always land on your feet I don't know how you do it but it's just like this thing you have she always akin me to a cat well and then so when you're working so you have the baby do you know right away that your son is my first Different. son, we, we skipped a little step. So I was, what? What? We did. My what first son. What do you mean? My first son passed away from SIDS, from crypto. My lost records. That's right. I'm so sorry. And that is, that's awful. And that in and of itself would knock anybody flat on their back I for was. a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How'd you get through that? I actually got pregnant pretty quickly and I miscarried because I was not in my second term. So I just wasn't in a healthy place. And I just wanted my mm. baby back. Yeah. I was so young and I just thought getting pregnant would like bring back my son. But I lost. I was not in a good place. Uh, maybe that's why I'm a kid now because in my 20s, uh -uh, I wasn't a kid at all. My early 20s, I was a disaster. But then I had my son, Jagger. So then I got pregnant for the third time, had my son, and I was like, oh, that's what I needed. I loved yeah. him. And I ran away from my son's father. It was a complete, not somebody you wanted in your life. Let's put it that way. Very, like, beyond, like, abusive. So. so to run away from the father, you went to Japan, didn't you? <laughs> I did. Okay, so that's, you got to share that because that's most people say, oh, I went to the next town or I went to my sister's house and an adjoining or I went to a different I tried state. Toronto. I went from Vancouver to Toronto. I slept at my girlfriend's bunk uh -huh. bed with my kid. And I was like, oh, God, what am I doing? And a girlfriend of mine is like, guess what? I'm in Japan. And I was like, oh, my God, my son's father will never find me there. I'm on my way. So I grabbed my kid. Just like that. <laughs> so you quit your serving job and you go. You just hop a plane. How old's your son at this point? Three, four, three. Yeah. Wow. So he's still young. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Did you know he was autistic at this point? No, he's just weird. He's <laughs> just a weird little boy. Okay. I didn't know. Like we'd okay. go to birthday parties and he'd always like just crawl into the corner and play with the wall. He just never quite played with the other children. Thing. He was just a little, yeah, March was a little yeah. drum. But until I put him in school, I didn't know. I just thought he was a quirky little, quirky kid. Right. So you go off to Japan. And how did, what does that look like for you? I loved Japan. I had the best time there. Did you work? Were you serving in Japan as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I worked in a bar. Nice. Yeah. And you lived with your friend. I ended up did getting my, your own friend? Little, my own little apartment, my own little bicycle. Like just did my own little thing. Yeah. Okay, and so some people, practical people will say, so 
You're working in a restaurant. Who took care of your son? Japan has 24-hour daycares, like state-run daycares. So you can just like chat's handy. So many women work in bars late at night. So they have little daycares for your kids. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So how long were you in Japan? And, and how did that, did that bring you to a new place in your life? How did you feel? I think when you, you have a story and then you move somewhere completely new and suddenly no one knows your story, especially when mine wasn't the best, it felt good. I was like, oh, look at me. I like that. Can we recreate what you want your reality to be, huh? Yeah. You get a chance to clean slate, start Excellent. over. And that's what you were doing. That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Then Why did you leave Japan then? Because when my son was entering school age, I was like, ah, I don't see this working. This is not going to work. I need to get my butt back to Canada. And, and that's what back, you did. Went back to Canada. Yeah. Time for school. And wait. Good time. Time for okay. school. Yeah, get it together, Mama, and bring bring us up. Keep 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 us going okay. on the timeline. Go, go, go to school. We're in Canada. We realize that my kid's a little weirder than <laughs> I originally had thought. But this is a long time ago, so to get a proper diagnosis was not easy. There was lots of trips mm-hmm. to a psych ward, doctors, therapists coming into class to actually watch my son interact in the classroom. Because I was a single mother and I'd been like, oh, traveling here, traveling there. The first instinct was like, where's the father? How many boyfriends do you have? What is going on at home? So it it was a lot. So trying to judge you. Oh, I went before boards of doctors where people were like, did your mommy hit you? How many boyfriends did your mom have? How many drinks did your mom have? And I was like, listen, Chucky here flaps his arms. Like, it's not me. My kid's a little different. So I... I was like, this isn't working because it was, we finally were figuring out where a program we could put them in. But I think it had a Canada's wait list for everything. And there was like a two-year wait list. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, I can't. I'm going to put vodka in my morning Starbucks. Like, this isn't working for us. Right. Because as and he's was, getting older, I'm sure it's getting more difficult for you. It, was, it wasn't easy at all. So I decided to... I've been to New York a few times. I always went away for a weekend here and there. Like my little timeouts for me were always super important. And I took my kid to New York. Just said, let's get, let's go to New York. Let's go check it out. Let's go live in New York, kid. And what happened? I remember oh, I you, so you, you went, but then you decided up. to live there. Mm-hmm. I lived at the best New York City middle school, or not middle schools, elementary. What are the top New York City elementary schools? I booked up room next to the top New York City elementary school so I could use that address. I got into the best school and then I realized that I pushed, oh my God. pushed up my boobies and bartended. Mama could pay for a proper diagnosis, therapy, and treatment, which we got immediately. Wow. That's crazy. So that seems like amazing that you did all that and got that going for your son. So you're living in a hotel. Not for long. We just like, uh, not for not long for at all. <laughs> no. So you were able to, you were able to afford a place to live as well. I'll oh, see so you're banking, girl. <laughs> you're good. You were doing, oh, you were cool. doing, you were I making was working some nightclub. Badass. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. So that's gotta be tough though, because you work 
at night till early hours in the morning, get home, well, can't fall asleep right away. But then you 4 got a.m. in nightclubs. So I was getting home and then taking him on a subway. Taking your son to school. But then you, how long did you do that for? Year. How long How long was that routine? Year? Then? Yeah. Year? <laughs> okay. So bring, flash forward. Here we go. When does, and does that change at all? Or is that the same restaurant? Like how you ended up in a restaurant. So how do in we New York, there? I was still doing nightclubs. New York was all nightclub work. Always. Nightclubs because restaurants okay. require a dinner shift and a lunch shift. Because my son has such special needs, the school would be like, Miss Birch, please come to the school. We've lost him. He's under the staircase. He's went up. We can't find him. He's under his desk. He won't come out. He's under a slide. He's. Went out for recess and went up. You had yeah. to be a So I was, had to be very, very close. Okay. He had all his therapy. He went to different therapy groups and different things. So I needed my days free for him. And nightclubs, you start 9 p.m., 10 p.m., you can go to work. So those, really, that was where right. I needed to be. Because it allowed me to be full-time with him. And then once he was in bed, <laughs> aware. Yeah, but it sounds exhausting. <laughs> It wasn't like, yeah, yeah, I wasn't like, no, it was, it was hard work. But you were pushing through the grind because there were so many positives to that. You're making the money. Your son's getting I didn't the, have an the attention. And there was no like, oh, let me pull right. the cord and someone else is going to step in. There was no someone else. Right. That's hard. It's really hard, it's but it's be really, really rewarding when you do it just by yourself without anyone helping you in any way whatsoever. You're like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Pat yourself on the back. Yeah. Lots of self-esteem. Okay. So bring us forward to how you ended up. So you did that for how many years? How many years were you doing that? What? Yes. New York for five. Five years. Five years in New York. Okay. And what made you leave? It sounded like everything was pretty good. High school, right? Yeah. Hey, my son started acting up and they kept talking about special ed. And I remember thinking... God, okay. he's learning social skills. Will he? I was really, I wasn't educated. I didn't, there wasn't a lot of talk. There wasn't the things I have nowadays. Probably that would have been a good idea. I just didn't have the knowledge and the skill. Like even when they said Asperger's, I was like, I am burger ass. My son isn't Rain Man. That was, that was the only thing we knew about autism was Rain Man. There wasn't this education. So I remember they kept saying, no, Stacey, right. my son can't be in this. Even though he went to a gifted middle school, he just started middle school and it was a gifted middle school. Everyone was academically minded, mm -hmm. which is way better for him than being in mainstream schools. Mm -hmm. He still would act mm -hmm. it out and it was a problem. And if they wanted to switch mm -hmm. to special ed. And I remember saying, no, I don't want that. And they said, okay, Stacy, you got to make a decision here because we're not going to allow him. And I was like, I think I'm going to go not going to allow him. I think I'm going to go back to Canada. And they said, okay, if you want, we'll sign off and said he, say he was amazing and graduate and all these beautiful things. And you can leave the school year. I left the school year, I think, two months early. We made oh, it. Oh, wow. I met okay. with the New York City District School Board. Like, it was a board meeting with men in suits and microphones. And it was like a... Oh, my gosh. My friend did something bad. He was like, he acted out like in a really not a cute way. So it escalated quickly. And I was like, okay. okay. What can we do now? I think Canada, I think home sweet home. You're going to want an after school job. You're going to want, I want you to not be so transient. Let's go home. 
where we're citizens, where we are supposed to be. So we came back to Canada. Okay. And how old was he when you moved back? Grade eight, seven, eight, seven, six, seven, eight. Wait, where's my brain? Oh, he was still young. Yeah, it was time for high school, like Canadian high school. Na- so we, Canadians don't have middle oh, school. He had no, elementary and high school. There is not that cute American middle school thing. Okay. So now you're back in Canada. Is he getting the education that you would like him to get now? His elementary, when he, oh, he started in Canadian elementary school, got beat up. It was horrible. I went school board there, switched schools, planned a kinder school for him to be in. And we talked about his high school. And I found out there was something called the International Baccalaureate Program, where it's an international diploma. And that it's a core group of children that take the same classes together. And I was like, that works. That works. It was an accelerated for those that are academically minded, so it's going to keep him challenged. And the people that are in that are going to be more academically minded. And he didn't have to transfer from gym with one group. Actually, there wasn't even gym. He didn't have to transfer to different classes with different humans and stress him out. So we got him into the international baccalaureate program. He was accepted. Nice. And what are you doing? You go, yeah, you worked your ass off. Yeah. <laughs> you just realizing that now. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we talk, you're like, wow, I need a nap. that's pretty cool. I, I need a nap. <laughs> so you then go work again in the hospitality industry mm-hmm. and everything's going along fine. And is that when you are just saying to yourself, oh my gosh, all of a sudden, was it all of a sudden that you were like staring 50 down? Right. Did it just happen? Yeah. Time yeah. just flew by. It just you're just busy going through the motions. You're like, let me get my kids through high school. Let me get them into university. Let me do what I need to do. And you would just go through the motions. So it was like a decade of me basically just going through those motions. Yeah. How many women can you relate with that though? Because we do. We we end up. I got to take this kid here. I got to go do this, or yeah. I have to get that ready, and I have to do. And then all of a sudden, you you're like. Oh, pop your head on. Well, like, I just what, lost what time. Yeah. What happened? Mm-hmm. And what do I like? What do I want to do? Now I that I don't idea. have to drive people and be a taxi service, right? I didn't even know what I wanted at a supermarket. I was so used to buying just the groceries he liked and making the meals he liked. I don't even know what to buy my own self at a supermarket. Yeah, you're not the first person to say that. For it's sure. weird. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely true. So, all right, bring us. So you see you're in and you're in work. You see Bob, you're giving Bob his extra ranch, his napkins with his greasy wings. And that yeah. was it for you. And then you, you actually get into this boot camp and you go to Bali. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. You get to go to Bali. Yes. All right. So what happened? What happened when you went to Bali? So Stacey? it was a six week online course. So I was like, okay, I did my six weeks online learning. I still had to invest and believe in myself enough to come up with the flight, book all those weeks off work. So everyone's like, oh, it was gifted to you. The education was gifted to me, but I still had to take that leap and believe in myself enough to stop earning an income for that many weeks, as well as rack up the old credit card, the flight and everything else. I went to Bali. I'd taken quite a big investment in myself. And it was scary. Yeah. How'd you, how did you get the courage to do that? Like you could have just said, okay, well, I did the course. That's good. 
and then gone about your day, right? But you didn't do that. You went ahead and mm -hmm. took the leap. How did you talk yourself into that? Well, you don't either stay stuck or you try something different. So I tried something to get different results. Yeah. And there is the allure. Sure, yeah. if the class was in Iowa, I might not have been like, oh my God, I can't wait to get to Iowa to learn. Having the class be involved with a little bit of a dangling that little prize. That little carrot dangling. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you, you make it happen. You're on the airplane. Do you have any moments like in the airport or in the airplane where you're like, this is happening. This is real. Yeah. It seemed a little like, okay, Stacy, you're really thinking you're going to do this. You're going to get a job after this in social media. Cause you, yeah, you are taking. That was the, the whole premise was to do the social media course so that you could somehow convert that into a, a job mm -hmm. an income. Yes. Okay. All right. So you get to Bali and is it everything you want it to be and more? Yes. It's beautiful. That's amazing. It was beautiful. That's amazing. It's here. It felt really, really good. And I got there a day or two. Okay. And to decompress. I didn't want to get off a plane and then go into a classroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was okay. Weird. And how was it? Was was the classes? Was it really? Were the classes what you thought they would be? Were they grounded in reality for you? Did it make sense? There was a lot of one of the most influential travel influencers were there. It's a couple, Marie Faye and Jake Snow, and they built like a multi-million dollar business through their travels on Instagram. Like they were the pioneers. So oh, being in a room full of people okay. and my mentors that are showing me this is a lifestyle we've created. We're creating the life we desire and we've done it. So not only are you learning, we have these role models. We had five, four mentors that were all doing what I wanted to do. So there was the classroom and then your mentors and just seeing. How did you even know? Stacy? how do you even know what you wanted to do? I it mean, was... Handing ring, but I knew when you, when I knew, I remember thinking I want to be a travel blogger, and then I realized you need to pay your bills, sweetheart. Like blogging's cute, and it takes a few years to get there where you can monetize it. But I just knew I but saw people with this freedom lifestyle, and I knew I wanted that. Yeah. I didn't know the exact step. I didn't know if I was going to be an influencer that flung vaginal dryness meds. I didn't know if I was going to be a blogger. I didn't know what that looked like for me I just knew that I wanted to work for me and create something for me okay and you enjoy travel and you did well you could plot yes. yourself any love to travel and it's always been a part of me so I really wanted that that makes sense okay so you finish up the course and yes you now have to board a plane and go home so now what class Everyone was like seeing each other's strengths. And because I was so horrible at using a computer, I was bad at okay. it. They didn't even, I think they even recommended that I do social media management. I think my life plan was, they said, you're just so much fun. You could go to Mexico and host Airbnb experiences, like pub crawl, sunset drinks with Stacy on Airbnb experiences. And document that, and that would lead up to your retreats. Like, they just ixnate anything involving a computer out of my hands. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, when I was in okay. 12, we sat in a little gazebo, and we mapped out each month of my life, the steps it would take in Toronto to save up 
to go to Mexico, all the different steps I could take to. Why Mexico? Why I'd Mexico? been here and I wanted to help dogs. Okay, that's a whole thing. Story. I'd been here okay. before and I was like, oh, I want to go to Mexico and help dogs. Okay, we'll talk and about that in a second. Dogs and so, retreats have been like an underlying thing for me because I know what travel does for me and I know that it can open up things for other women as well. So they mapped this right. out for me so that I could host retreats and help dogs and live my best life. And then I got on a plane and I went Amazing. back to Toronto. And I woke up the next morning and walked into my restaurant and my boss said, get the hell out of here. And I was like, what? Don't yell at me. And he said, you've been traveling. You were in Asia. I was like, I was in Bali. And he's like, you probably have COVID. And I was like, what the hell is all this? Because in Bali, we didn't, we knew that people were running out of toilet paper, but we didn't realize the extent of what was happening because we didn't have news and our families and friends weren't following us because we were just in our own little learning bubble. Oh my gosh. So you kind of came back and said, I came the back whole world had changed. Your the whole world was like, oh my gosh. Okay. So what did you do? Now you I have mean, to like My boss quarantine. told me to quarantine and I was like, okay. And then I quarantined <laughs> for like a day and then my son came home from his restaurant job because he was putting himself through school in a restaurant and he's like, mom, Toronto's closing down. Like, I, my boss just sent me home. And then I was like, oh, I think we're all out of work. And we're like, yeah, restaurants are closing. And I was like, oh, okay. This is cute. We can like spend a month together and hang out a couple of weeks. Weren't you worried? Because now you have this plan to save the money to work, to save the money to do the things you want to do and go to Mexico. And you just went to this whole thing. I just took all thing. this time off work and, and racked up my credit card. And now Mama did not Yes. my kid. So what happened? So what happened? You are just kind of screwed. Yeah. Yeah. And you said you got a little oh, depressed. Yeah. Because normally that looked like what? You winking up with, you were, you were eating... Jeez. You had like a bag of yeah. these little fingertips were like orange from the knuckles down for about six months. Even the clothing had Cheeto Cheetos. dust on one side where I compulsively wiped my side. They are I ate salty snacks. I crunched through my emotions and then I would try to be cute and join everyone else on with a wine o'clock or a cocktail hour and try to entertain myself. But I think when you are in a funk, but you go about your day, there's a moment where the barista makes you laugh and you order your coffee in the morning or your coworker's an asshole and your brain starts thinking about your coworker. And when you're just locked in your house with no other human interactions, you're just left with those thoughts. There's nothing in the day that can turn yeah. it off. So how did you get yourself out of that funk? I showed up on Instagram. I started being pretty funny on Instagram. I was like, okay, let me see what I can do to entertain myself. <laughs> and did you come up with the name right away? <laughs> I was laughing about, yeah, getting old and traveling. And I was like, oh, that works. I remember Hot getting glasses reading glasses and boarding, and boarding passes. I'm like, that's not fun. And then I was like, oh, yeah, this is fun. Not flashes like, who can't, what woman cannot yeah, relate? And it's to such that. a period. It's not like, oh, it's, you know, a lot of people are like, why would you name yourself that? It's only for a short time. I'm like, oh, God, no, no this transition is, yeah, I'm going. You may not realize it, but you're in for yeah. the long haul, sister, right? You say to the 25-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll get there. You'll get there. Okay, so you start showing up on Instagram, and what do you do when you're like, here I am eating Cheetos? Like, what did you do? I was a fool. 
I remember trying to create videos where I was like running down my apartment hallway with a neck pillow and a suitcase trying to like get ready for the world finally opened. <laughs> like I would have my good days where I would entertain the hell out of myself. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. That's fantastic. Okay. So now people are finding you, correct? <laughs> well, people followed my ballet trip. I was on Instagram before. People got really into me going to ballet. They cheered oh, me okay. on for that little moment. Then I'll each share my little getaway. Okay. For a couple of years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. They cheered that ballet All right. on. So you already had a little audience. And then, then what happened where you turned this into a business? Well, I'm sitting on the sofa with my kid and my dying dog. And I was like, my son, my Yorkie was 18. And she wasn't going to, she wasn't going to oh make God. it. She was not in good shape at all. And I was like, I can't, I can't just sit here in this apartment, downtown Toronto. I don't have, a, you know, a house, a yard, a car. I can't even hop in a car and drive. I can't even go for a walk because I pee too much. Like all the public washrooms <laughs> downtown are closed. I can't pop a squat on the sidewalk. So even the simple thing of like getting out and getting some fresh air, you're like, where am I going to pee? Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm good at going for runs and having to pee in the woods. Wait, what's the good to pee in? Yeah. I'm downtown Toronto. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine yeah, being in a it's city. Not an option. Yeah, you have to know where you everything was else. So it wasn't so I'm just like, oh, let me just oh, sit in this goodness. house. Okay. So what'd you do? Out in the house. I said I joined a bunch of stuff. I was learning. I was still learning. I was addicted to learning. I joined different groups to, you know learn more about social media marketing and everything. So I was like, I kept, I got really addicted to learning. Okay. And then at what point did you say, hmm, my dog passed? Maybe. Yeah. And I, then I was like, okay, we have a problem. Then I was like, oh, I'm no longer running down the hallway with a neck pillow and a suitcase. I'm in bed a lot, napping a lot, waking up 2 p.m. a lot. I was like, this isn't, this is a problem. When my, mm -hmm. Dog died. They hand you a little pamphlet where you pick out the urn and all that stuff. And a zillion years ago, when my son died, they hand you a pamphlet where you pick out coffin and all those things. I think that moment they matched together. Mm. Even the weight of my dog was similar to that. Like just oh it, my gosh. brain went back to a place and I couldn't get out of it. Because during that time when that tragedy happened to you. You had to keep plugging I forward. Did. And I didn't, you probably didn't have time to allow myself to be sad once a year. I have a little box of his lungs. And on his birthday, I'll have like a sad moment. Three months. Oh, God. So I went to a bad place. I was in a bad place yeah. during lockdown. Very bad. And then the dog people who had helped fly dogs to Canada before from Mexico said, hey, Stacy, we're really struggling with lockdown. We keep intaking rescues and we can't get them out of the country because nobody is flying. Would you be willing to risk it during these COVID times, get on a plane, if we pay for your flight and put you up in a beautiful villa with a pool? And I, because in all their she runs an Airbnb and property management and real estate and everything was empty because there was no tourists. And I was like, oh, God, a house sounds scary in Mexico. I don't want to live in a house. Do you have any apartments with the security that I can live in? She goes, yes, I do. And I was like, I'll come help you guys. And everyone was like, Stacy, you can't fly during COVID. You're going to get COVID. You're a single mother. Don't do it. And I was like, I think I'm going to be okay. That's amazing. I got out of plane. 
I came to Mexico for a week by myself and I stayed in this little condo and I was like, oh, this is scary. And I remember asking dogs to come live with me so I wouldn't be alone. And then she gave me two of these teeny little puppies and I was like, what the fuck are they going to do? They can't see me. <laughs> but I get it now because I realized she didn't want dogs eating this beautiful place I was staying in, eating their furniture or making a mask. She just gave me cute little things. And I went back home and I was like, you know what? I think I like that life down there. Even though I'm locked down, I can go to the beach. I can ride my bicycle. I can pop a squat. Yeah, I can pee. I can do things. I can pee. <laughs> wow. How did you, real quick question for our listeners. How did this lady even know to call you? I'd been to Mex Tulum two times before. I saw it on Instagram. I came here. I wanted the Tulum experience. And stayed in a tree house on the beach by myself. I was terrified. It was scary. It was dark. There was no lights. I was in a tree house. I heard noises. I was spooked. And I remember I, the next night I went out and got really wine tipsy. And I stole all the candles from all the walkways. And I lit my room up like a Christmas tree so I wouldn't be scared. But then when you light candles in a room in the jungle, mosquitoes come. So they ate. <laughs> so then I was like, I don't know if this like treehouse life i'm going to town so then i moved to town where i was like what the stray dog shit is this there was so many dogs suffering i cried and my hotel lady hooked me up with outloom dogs so i went back to mexico i can't handle this and this lady obviously knew you couldn't handle it she goes oh well if you really want to do something about it here's you the thing stop with drinking margaritas and you should meet these people and i said okay i think you're right so like oh. i was crying wow i've been Oh, I would be the same way, girl. Absolutely. town with a bike basket full of dog food, just like making it rich. You started feeding these stray dogs. I did. That's amazing. So I love that. Action. See, you take action. They told me, what can, I said, what can I do to help you? And they said, we always need flight angels. We need people that can fly the dogs out of here. So I went back to Tulum for a second vacation, way before Bali, before everything, and flew dogs back to Canada, which felt very good. So they already had me on the records as someone who was out. Okay. 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 And maybe I made an impression on them. Of course you did. <laughs> you're super were fun. Me. Well, you're super fun and you're upbeat and yeah, you just got an, you have a neat energy to you. I hope that translates into this podcast. I want people to, to feel that from you, that it doesn't matter how bad it gets. You're going to land on your feet, right? If you believe and you just take action. But so. So you decide, what is that thing that makes you pack up your bags? I was me just losing my dog and just lying in bed till two. I'm like, my kids see, like, none of this is good for me. And I don't see a way out. I don't see a way out here. So let me make a phone call and see if I can go to Mexico and just give it a try. All right. And you did. And your son is good. He has a job. He has lots of people that can take care of him. And, you know, now we have FaceTime and WhatsApp and all these great ways to be in touch with those we love. Yeah, it's amazing. We can lie and WhatsApp each other every night. And yeah. Yeah. And your son was sad, but he told you to go. No, he knows. He knew. Yeah. You know, my mom that's normally like full of life and fun and laughing and she's in that pod. Yeah. She has lots of that. That's amazing. Yeah. And that, that can be not good. Yeah. All right. So here we are. You're in Mexico right now. I am. 
tell us what what this looks like and what you do now and how this has all morphed into a successful Stacy. I took my little social media smarts and I took on some clients as soon as I got here because during COVID, rest of the world was closed, but Mexico was not. So it had a huge boom in tourism. Because Americans didn't need COVID tests to come to Mexico. That's so smart of them to do that. Yes. So businesses here needed a social media presence. To go grab these Americans and bring them over. Yes. Aha. Stacy said, I can help you. I can help you. Want me to help you do that? I can do it. So I took on job for super horrible pay. I took on, I was like Miss Congeniality. I wanted to be everyone's friend when I came here. I was like, I'll do it for you for peanuts. And then I was like, what are you doing, Stacy? <laughs> and thankfully, people saw my worth and I was able to raise my prices and start to make it into an actual business. And then it just grew from there. That's amazing. How many clients do you have it at any one time? I know you have a limit. You don't want to take too many. I don't. Right now I have a wait list, but I've also realized a wait list. I do. How cool is that? No. Like I have a, like I'm good. I realized like the whole Jesus take your wheel, me doing people's Instagrams for them. There's also people out there that want and have the time, especially our age group, to grow their own because you can grow your own personal brand, whether it be your art, your pottery, your coaching services, whatever you want to do at this age to pivot. I can help you. So now I actually have coaching clients along with the clients where everything's done for them. So that's the way I want to maybe pivot now because I'm realizing when you do the all the work for somebody, this freedom lifestyle involves like 15 hour, 12 hour days on a phone. Right. So it's been a learning experience. Well, you kind of have to like put your toes in many places of the pool to know where you want to jump. I do. I have to try. I've tried it all. I, I've said yes to every opportunity. I'm like, let me try this. Let me try this. I'm like, ooh, this is important. This is out of my comfort zone, but it'll be a learning experience. Like, even if I fall flat on my face, I'm going to learn it. And I did. I have. Yeah. And right now, you are, tell us where you're living now, because that's pretty interesting. Oh, the dog, the dog rescue that said, hey, can you help us? When I got back to Canada and lost my dog, I was like, hey, speaking of help, do you guys need some? Can I come down there? Do you know an affordable place I could stay for cheap if I helped you out? And they said, actually, we do have an affordable place you can rent above our house where all the, where help some dogs, help some dogs is a house. It's not a big corporation. It's not a huge rescue. It's not a shelter. It's a beautiful lady's home where she makes all this happen. So she said, I think my family is afraid that that's going to happen. <laughs> she here. said, you can stay with me for three months. And I said, okay. It's been two years. <laughs> it's been two years. I was going to say, I feel like you've been there longer than three months. It's been two years. And when we got on before we hit the record button, I said, oh, all the connections are right. This is good. And you're like, yeah, I don't know how. And explain what's going on in that house right this minute and everyone thinks we're like this massive company we're not we triage dogs in need and then we do our very best to get them to chicago portland toronto sometimes vancouver 
But right now, we've just had so many cases come in where I've got like puppies in the bathroom with sarcastic mange. I have a really tragic dog story in our garage. We have other puppies in another bathroom. We have. Yeah. And you saved a horse too. We did. <laughs> I rescued yeah. a horse a couple of weeks ago. The horse is living his best nice. life now. I love that. Mine are too. The one I, the one I rescued that was starving. He's so happy. It's so, it's so amazing, right? I'm a horse gal now. I'm obsessed with horses. That horse is the most beautiful thing I've ever. Yeah. Next on your list should be a baby cow because cows are really very. We almost got a monkey to rescue the other day. Stop it. Yeah. Where's the, where's the monkey now? They thought it died. It electrocuted itself and a family whose puppies we rescued called us about the monkey and out the Mona. And I was like, Oh my God, we get to go save a monkey. And I was super excited. I was like, can we have a monkey and a horse live in this house? Please. Like, no, Stacey, you can't have a monkey and a horse. And monkey, monkey baby, what is that commercial monkey baby? <laughs> I wanted, I want it all. We were rescued a goat one. Horse, goat, dogs, you name it. It takes a very special soul, I think, a special person to just be open to whatever is coming with animals. And they give back so much. Yeah, they heal you. If you're having a bad day, you're like, oh, God, this Mexico life is hard or my businesses are hard or woe is me. And then you watch what these animals overcome. You can't have a bad day. It's true. It's true. There are my little, little inspiring little stories all around me every single day. It's amazing. So if I were to ask you, what are some like mantras or things that you say to yourself that keep you going, that keep you positive, lessons learned, got any to share with us? Oh, I always just say, I can do it. I can do it. Like my brain gets busy and I'll be like, I can do it. I can do it. I used to say that when I was hungover too, back in my bar days. And we were rolling a little bad after a rough <laughs> night. Like, okay, I can do it. I can do it. And I still repeat that to myself constantly. Like, I can do it. We got this. You got this. What have you learned about yourself through all of this? I can do it. And now <laughs> just that you can do it. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Pretty no, simple equation. We're so stuck in our heads with the problems over possibilities. I could never do that because I can't do We always see problems over possibilities. Wow. I love that. And you say, look at the possibilities from the problems. Yeah, you can do it. Like, you'd be surprised what you can. I don't have anything special. I didn't have any skill. I didn't have a huge nest egg. I didn't, it was nothing about me that I just persevered. I was like, let me try this. And I was willing to fail and willing to look like a fool. I remember my girlfriend was like, hey, Stacy, we need the videographer for this client at this villa. And I'm assuming it's going to be something cute, like a cute gimbal. For those who know what that is, like a little stabilizer for a camera. And I'm assuming it might be a bachelorette or something. I go to this man's house. He gave me this piece of camera equipment that had three separate cameras on it. A VCR looking thing. It weighed like 600 pounds. And I had to pretend I knew how to use this. And I'm like, it's okay. You got this, Stacey. You can pretend. And we get to the village. I'm assuming it might be because in Tulum, it's lots of bachelorette parties. So I'm assuming it'll just be fun girls and I can pull it off. It's a group of doctors, male doctors. And I have to like carry this equipment around, say I agreed to try this. I pulled it off. I did it. I made them a branding video out of it and everything. 
Oh my gosh. So how are people finding you to work with you? Just on Instagram? Like how does that happen? I have never, I remember at one point thinking I need to make a page back in the day. I was going to start a second Instagram page called Hot Flashes and Hashtags where I just marketed my business. And I remember talking to, I was in a group called Sidewalker Daily that helps creators. And I were saying, I don't think I can be hot flashes and boarding passes because I need to be a business. So I need to be hot flashes and hashtags. And she said, no, Stacey, your personal brand, if you build up that like, know, and trust, you can sell in your stories. You can sell in your DMs. You can create whatever you want through your personal brand. It's like, that sounds so much easier than stressing out every morning and creating a secondary Instagram to showcase Instagram insights and statistics. That doesn't light me on fuck my, yeah. that doesn't make me happy. The, I still want right. to inspire women with the images I have on my travel page. So I can still show up, show the images and inspire women and show them that 50 doesn't have to mean all the things people think. And then when I build relationships through word of mouth or in my stories, people are like, hey, can you help me? And I'm like, yeah, I can. Get on the list. <laughs> That's what... <laughs> Get, on the... Get on the list. I'll see you in a few. Oh, man. That's amazing. So what do you, what do you want? What do you see coming up in the future? I won't say what do you want, but what, what doors and windows do you think are going to suddenly open and appear for you? I think women's retreat. What would you like? I want to do my first women's retreat in Tulum because I'm known for Tulum. I want us to have an opening dinner where we all dress in our best Mrs. Roper outfit. I want it to be for us grown girls. I'm coming. Yeah. We, I want us to have a sexy culture. I want us to have a salsa night where we have the hottest salsa teachers in town come teach us a thing or two. We hit up salsa night. I want it to be like a anti-wellness because there's so many yoga retreats for grown gals but there's nothing out there that's just pure unadulterated and you get the empowering photo shoot where we capture your beauty and you get to have that stacy-ish moment and i want to do them everywhere i want to start in tulum i want to go back to bali and have a retreat i want them everywhere oh i love that the purpose is fun Yes. Is that the purpose of the retreat? Just yes. Yes. No one's doing that. We don't do that. We don't Everything do has that. to have like a learning. Yeah. We don't do that. But guess what? You can learn through fun. We don't just go, you learn through fun. Yeah. Like, oh my God. And I feel ballsy because I jumped into that cenote or I didn't want or I felt sexy in this moment and I haven't felt like that in so long or just being in a room full of people that are your peers that are lifting you up and cheering you on through the fun. Oh my gosh. Sign me up. We need fun. This girl would like some fun. I'm in. And I think I can grab a few other people to get into. We need that. We do need that. Well, I 100% agree. Yes. All right. So when are you going to start that? I need to start now. I got very busy. My life has been so busy with dogs. And getting my career to a point where financially I feel stable enough to branch out and take on more tasks. And now I think I'm finally at that point where I, you know what, sister, you got this. You have a handle on your business. You still can promote and do your retreats. Yes. Okay. So here's what I think. You start these retreats. I'm going to go to one and then we're going to get 
back on, or maybe we do a live podcast in the middle of the retreat, right? Yes. Yes. Why not? I can bring my computer. We're going to stay at a sexy villa in the jungle. And yeah, I'm in. Okay. All right. How do people find you, Stacey? Instagram, hot flashes and boarding passes or my jazzy new website that's still under construction. <laughs> hot flashes and boarding Excellent. And that will be kicking off soon, I, I assume. The website's up. It's beautiful. I'm just working on a few extra pages for it. Look at you, miss. I can't copy and paste, but now I'm doing <laughs> a, project, a website. That's crazy. I was a special needs student in Bali. The teacher had her brother come to class and sit next to me to teach me because I didn't know, like, I had to do this on a mouse pad. I didn't know the shortcut keys. Everyone was whizzing through the tasks, and I was like, one fingering it and he had to sit with me in class i am the same way and i got fired by my first media person because i couldn't like just do some of the basic computer stuff she needed and she said i think you need more help than i can give you right now <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm that girl and no <laughs> I, okay. I still have little moments of panic yeah ah if there's anything else you can leave us with besides you can do it is there anything else in your world that you say, that you think? Life is supposed to be fun. Our 50s are supposed to be fun, ladies. Yes. And men. And men. All of us. All humans. Humans. We need to embrace it. Our dreams don't have an expiration date. They don't. They don't. There is no expiration date or deadline on dreams. That's so good. I'm glad you just said that. There is no expiration date. And if you thought it when you were younger... And you still haven't done it. And it pops into your mind. And if you can, do it. Do it. Yes. If we were ballsy in our 20s and we had zero smarts, imagine now if you tried to do those things with your actual skills we've attained. Yeah. Just because we've walked the earth for a few years. Yeah. Just a few years. But there's something to that. Stacy, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. I liked you. Oh, I like you too. <laughs> See, you thought you were nervous. You weren't nervous. This was great. Told ya. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. <laughs> but it's great. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And until next time, breathe in your second wind. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think, and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, Go ahead and breathe in your second wind.